Welcome to the Beautiful and True Project podcast. This is a place where we talk about beauty and truth, the things that are most important to us, the things that ground us, and the things that uplift us. My guests are not celebrities. They are, in many ways, leading kind of ordinary lives, but they pay extraordinary attention to the world around them, and that makes the difference. When I'm talking about the beautiful and true with my guests, many of them bring up their families. Thinking back, almost all have. But family means something different to each of us. For some, family is a source of great joy. For others, it's almost an obligation. Or put a little better, a sacred duty. For some, family is a place of great danger, emotional or physical. And for others, it's the place where you feel most comfortable and secure. There's also the family we're born into, the families we create, and the families we choose. It's complicated. My guest this week is Elise Wisner, and we talk a lot about family. The joys, the challenges, and everything in between. Elise is a mother, a wife, a sister, a cousin, a daughter, a niece. She's also a retail manager, a singer of lullabies and a gospel, and a tremendous giggler. Today, we're talking about her family's intense passion for music, the force of nature that is her four-year-old daughter, and the challenges of trying to find enough alone time to take a shower during a pandemic. And near the end, there's a surprise guest appearance that I bet will put a tremendous smile on your face. Enjoy. I'm curious, were you surprised when I contacted you? A little bit. Well, especially, so I think you had messaged me and it was just this random question about my job or my workplace. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) and then after, during that conversation, you were like, Hey, what did, you know, do my podcast? I'm like, okay, as long as we're not doing it about my job. (laughs) No. Yeah. I remember that. No, they were totally separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and then I, when I start, cause I, I remember you announcing that you had started doing your podcast and I'm like, Oh, that's something I, sh- I, I really enjoy that and see what she's up to and what, you know, what she's doing. And I never did it. And I never did. And, and then after we talked, I was like, you know, it takes me like 15, 20 minutes to get to work. I can listen to it on my way there and on my way back. And I think in like the next few days I listened to like three or four episodes <laughs> in a row and then I was like what in the hell does she want to talk to me about <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which ones you listen to um. <laughs> um I started at the at the back and worked and have been working my way forward so the first one I listened to was um the one with the your friend who has the farm in Texas. Oh my God, Danielle. <laughs> I 
she's such a hoot. And so I went from there and then kind of worked my way backwards from, from there. Um, yeah. So part of this whole thing is, is that I think I really do believe that almost everybody has, has a lot to, to talk about when it comes to the things that are beautiful and true to them. Um, and that if you can get people talking about it, then two things happen. One, conversation's amazing. Like, just always. And two, because, because they light up. Because everybody I've talked to just lights right up as the second you start asking them about these things. And I had another friend who, who I was talking about maybe, maybe being on. And they were, they were like, oh, I don't know. Everyone seems like everyone you've talked to has, has had all these great answers and these amazing, I don't know that I could talk like that. And I was like, everybody talks like that. I when know. They start. Well, yes. It's like, yes, it's, you know, you, I'm listening to this and I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. And Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. And you know, it's, mm-hmm. but yeah, at the same time, it's like, ugh, I'm not even remotely as interesting as these people. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that at all. I, I understand feeling that way because often I do. I mean, if I look at my life from the outside, I'm like, oh no, it's pretty interesting. But living it, the day-to-day reality of it, I'm like, this is not that interesting. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also, this is, this is point two, which I'm not sure that I actually made it to, which is that I think if we start, if we start thinking about this kind of thing, that, our lives turn a bit magical. Whatever well, they I are. I do have to say, when you, when you started talking to me about this, I was like, huh, what do I, I started thinking about the beautiful and true, and what do, what, what do I think about that? And yeah. And it's, it's all over the place for me. Oh, for sure. I don't know. In almost every episode, at least at the beginning, I was talking about how, um, I have no capacity to talk about it directly or very little capacity Mm -hmm. to talk about the beautiful and true directly. I can tell stories. I can talk around it. I can, you know, write, write poetry sort of in that direction. But, (laughs) but yeah, talking directly about it is weird and I think kind of useless. So that's why I have these questions that as you see are, kind of about the things I know about you that from the outside at least appear to me to be beautiful and true in your life. So. Oh, you're smiling. That's such a sweet <laughs> smile. <laughs> I really do think everybody has a lot to offer on this. And I have we've actually been in my, in my head to talk to for, for a while now. So. I'm so glad you said yes. Here we are. <laughs> oh, nobody, nobody is normal. Nobody is leading a normal life. <laughs> well, especially now. Well, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. I was just, I was just talking to a friend of mine. She lives in an elevator building and there's a young woman who keeps coming in and having like parties with her friends and they don't wear masks and they're, they're in the elevator unmasked and she's just 
She's like, no. Yeah, I know. I just got back from the park with Eloise and she's the only kid there with a mask on. Yeah. There's groups of moms sitting at a picnic table together with no masks and they're, you know, everybody's walking around and I have mine in my hand. If I go up to a group of kids or anybody, I put mine on, but I stay back and I let her play, but I, I want her to have her mask on because we don't know. You have this thing going on now where there's, you know, I think Wheaton was one of the first places to have the uh, protests for the high school kids who wanted to go back to school, back to sports, back to everything. Uh, so we've got a, a certain faction of Wheatonites that are all gung-ho to get back in the schools and uh, probably don't, you know, they don't wear masks and they don't do anything and you know and I'm on these like Facebook pages for Wheaton moms and this and that which is nice to you know if you want to buy or sell something for for your kids and then you get the somebody's teenager just ran a red or a stop sign and almost hit my kid on their bike and if anybody knows who this is then you know (laughs) but you also get the nice you know Whoever has the kid who has this color hair and was at Northside Park today, they helped my child who was feeling sad and lonely. And, you know, so you get the good and the bad and, you you know, but. (laughs) You take the good, you take the bad, you take it (laughs) all. And then you have the facts of life. (laughs) You were singing that too? In my head, yes. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's the thing that I hang on to as we, as we go into this is that, People are really complicated and they're a mixture of such a mixture of things that are good and bad and thoughtful and inconsiderate and stubborn and gracious. And depending on what day you interact with them, it could be (laughs) anything. (laughs) Yeah. And I like the complexities. Um, we, We don't live in a world that likes complexities much right now. Yeah. And some of that is good. Some of that need we need to be really sharply focused on. Um, yeah. So we were just singing the Facts of Life theme song. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be the, the best segue I've ever done. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh, you know what's coming. You've seen the questions. I know you as a woman with a an absolutely beautiful soprano singing voice. Thank you. Oh, that's a very sweet thank you. These are these are questions I don't think I've ever asked you, but have you been singing like your whole life? Is this something that is this something that is like part of your identity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I come from an extremely musical family. My mom's family is, I, this is what Brian said. The first time he came to a, um, a family Thanksgiving, which is the big, it's, it's our big gathering for my mom's family. Okay. Um, he, he came and he was explaining it, I think, to his mom. He's like, it was being with the Von Trapp family. <laughs> what? No. Because at some point, 
you know, this was at my cousin's house. Somebody sits down at the piano and starts playing. My aunt will sit down and start playing hymns and we'll start singing in four part harmony. If I'm up at my aunt's house in Wisconsin, she'll pull out her guitar and start singing and we will, you know, harmonize together. What's really funny is I have my great aunts on my grandmother's side. I think it wasn't the forties. It was maybe it was in the fifties made an album. And really? I think they recorded it at home. My grandmother was one of 13, 14, 13. And um, also all very musical. When we got together for family reunions, there was always karaoke and singing and the, the whole family would sing in church on Sunday together. There was no choir. It was the guest family who was singing. So, That's amazing. So it's not, it's not just, it's not just like at your, your mom's level of kin, like that, that age group, that cohort, no, it's, this is, this is grandparents and it sounds like probably great grandparents. It goes back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's actually, they have somewhere and I don't know, I hope I didn't lose it. I got a CD recording of the sisters singing this, um, um, this, this album and one of the songs that's on there and it was one of the songs that we would all sing together and they, the, the great aunts taught us um, was um, the cuckoo song and it's what cuckoo song? <laughs> it's, um, I'm trying to remember see if I remember we've got a funny clock at home it seems alive to me and every time it chimes the hour is funny as can be a little bird looks out its door and bobs its head sideways and like a real cuckoo he acts and this is what he says cuckoo cuckoo another hour is gone cuckoo cuckoo don't waste your time this morn cuckoo cuckoo the day is going fast cuckoo cuckoo ere long it will be past and they sang this song at like I think in three or four part harmony <laughs> and they would, they taught us all to sing this song when we were there for family reunion one year. Oh, that's lovely. I'm thinking about this huge family, all the musicians. And then suddenly, cause this is like my little writer brain in me goes, is there somebody who is not musical? Like who really just can't, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I don't know. I think everybody's got a little something. I don't know. You know, the family's so big. I'm sure there's somebody. <laughs> somebody somewhere had a mutated gene. <laughs> <laughs> That's so neat. You're the Von Trapps. <laughs> and actually, it's like all those, all those great aunts except for one are gone now. And the, mm. the, the great, there were uncles too, but it's the aunts that I remember mostly singing. Um, the uncles would too, but, um, yeah, there's one uncle and one aunt that's still with us out of all that group. Mm. It'd be really cool to find that recording. I know. I know my aunt has one. This, this is my curiosity. So this is definitely part of your identity. Is this something that you do casually? Like as you're just walking about the house with your family, doing your daily routine, 
are you are you humming under your breath are you singing out loud are you or is I this hum, something yeah. or is this is this something more that's that is kind of special or neither neither is totally <laughs> totally right too or both or both <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I I hum unconsciously, you know, as I'm doing cooking in the kitchen or or something. I don't know. I, th I think sometimes these days, I as a lot of humans do, we tend to drown ourselves out with technology. So we'll have something else playing, a yeah. movie or something that doesn't allow me to think. <laughs> I'm just kind of <laughs> so. But yeah, it's like those, those quiet moments. And, you know, I think probably one of my favorite parts of the day is, is putting Eloise to bed and singing to her because she always, you know, she demands songs and stories and her mm -hmm. lullaby, you know. Do you have one particular lullaby you sing to her? Um, we've rotated. Her favorite lullaby right now is Baby Mine from Dumbo. Oh, oh, I had, I just had this, this entire like body ache, like thinking about <laughs> you singing that to her. I was like, oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So we went to, when she was a little baby, I would sing her, um, the hush little baby. And then mm -hmm. when, when she got old enough to watch Daniel Tiger, Daniel Tiger has a lullaby. And so that was the lullaby for the longest time. And, um, yeah, and then we watched Dumbo, and, and, and that became the new favorite lullaby. Baby Mine is beautiful. Now, yeah. are you familiar with the Count's lullaby from Sesame Street? No. This is a good Halloween one. Uh -huh. this, is, this is what my mom would sing to us. It's um, the Count, you know, one, one lullaby, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the cat from Sesame Street, and he's singing, and the lyrics are things like, "Oh God, I can't. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to." It goes, um, <laughs> "Go to sleep, my spider dear. While you're sleeping, I'll be near. I'll be there to count your snoring, even though you think it's boring." Ring. Count the footsteps on the stairs. Count the creaking of the chairs. I'll, I'll stop there. But it's so great for Halloween. It's like this perfect That's Halloween good. lullaby. Yeah. But I don't know. Do, does anybody even know the Count anymore? Is he part um, of Sesame Street still? I don't. I don't know. That's so. She watches Sesame Street sometimes, but not, not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, Daniel Tiger has kind of been, been her thing. But I hear good things about Daniel Tiger. Oh, Daniel Tiger is awesome. And it's just, it brings back, for Brian and I, it brings back, you know, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and, mm -hmm. and all that. So, but, yeah, but my, I loved singing her the Daniel Tiger one because that's when, and I don't know when she started doing it because Brian was convinced from listening to her sing along with Frozen <laughs> that she couldn't carry a tune because she would you know i mean there are some parts of that of that song let it go where i mean she's just 
trying to sing as loud as she can, and it just sounds like screeching. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, no, she can't sing. And I'm like, don't you count her out. <laughs> but I was singing her the Daniel Tiger lullaby, and there was a part at the end where I would, I would hold a note, and she would sing along with me, and I would hold the note out, and she would, she would kind of find it. You know, she would sing along with me and she'd kind of work her way to finding that note. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, at the end when you're singing, good night, Eloise, because I, of course, put her name in there. Mm-hmm. And, and she kind of got me one night because I was singing, good night, Eloise. And I think she was not much more than two. And as I was singing, good night, Eloise, she was singing, good night, mama. Oh. <laughs> so this... We've been talking about your family a little bit. How how are y'all holding up? Um, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like it's you know, I have just I've just been going to work and doing everything through all of this. You know, Brian's the one who's kind of born the the brunt. You know, when this all started, you know, he did the grocery shopping and he he's home with with her most of the time anyway. Um, but he would do the grocery shopping and he took all of that on where, you know, coming home and he's the only one who would go out and do that. I would go to work and come straight home. And we kind of had our routines that we were in and, um, you know, the kids ended up ending school. So for Eloise, it was, it happened right after her birthday so, and then, she, and she didn't get to have birthday, her birthday at school because she was sick that week. And, and Brian actually thinks that we had COVID that, at that time. Oh, wow. But, um, so we were sick that week. His lasted a lot longer and hers than mine. I was, I was sick for a short period of time. Um, but. Yeah, right after that, it was like everything was taken away. <laughs> no school. No, and, and we didn't do any homeschool with her. We kind of tried to do, you know, keep writing your name and doing little things. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you do with a three-year-old at the, uh, you know, or four-year-old at the time? Just turned four. You know, and then the boys with their school. Because they're um, older. They're in high school? Yeah. Well, Colin's yeah. in high school, and Tyler's in, in his first year at COD. Um, and so they had their own challenges too. You know, it's Colin actually thrived online. There are people, there are people who are doing really well online Mm -hmm. and this is, this has been a really good thing for them. Yeah. I'm glad he's one of them. Yeah. Although the, but at the same time, he hates it (laughs) because he wants to be in school. Hmm. Yeah. Or he misses seeing his friends because that's where he sees his friends. And that's where, you know, that's the, the thing for most everybody is, is the social aspect of it. You know, I, I mean, I'm going to work and I'm seeing people at work, but I, I just can't see my friends and I can't see, I mean, I'm a suburban mom, so it's not like I have a whole lot of a, a big social life. <laughs> well, because you, cause you lived in the city, in Chicago. Right, yeah. And then moved out to the suburbs. Yeah. So 
it's very different. <laughs> How was that transition? Uh, I would well, take that, I would take that I would take that question again. How was that transition? <laughs> clearly, clearly, my feelings are. <laughs> but also, it's your face as I'm as I'm seeing you over Zoom. You're like. <laughs> well, but my transition was a straight because it was I lived in the city and then I moved away and then I moved back and then I, you know, didn't quite wasn't quite in the city. I was kind of hanging out at my brother's house for a while, <laughs> and then I got married and stuck it out here. <laughs> so, because that's where this has Brian always lived out there. No, Brian lived in the city, too. That's what I thought. Yeah. How, so remind me how you ended up in Wheaton. Well, that's where he's from. Okay. And so, and that's where, um, you know, he was married before me. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's where he and his wife had moved. They were both from Wheaton. Um, and so they had moved out here. And that's where they were raising their family. Gotcha. Makes it easier makes it a lot easier right and that you know both of their families live here and so mm -hmm. I was gonna say do you miss the city but yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I do <laughs> especially right now <laughs> you know what Ooh, I miss the city right now <laughs> but you know I, I live in it yeah well right before this all hit the fan um, you know, our birthday presents to each other this year, because I've been, so I had been hinting at him since we got married, <laughs> like, I really love Alvin Ailey, I'd really love to see Alvin Ailey, and it'd be really cool if we went and saw Alvin Ailey, <laughs> and, and they come every year in March, and... By the way! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so he actually had gotten tickets, he got tickets to take me to see Alvin Ailey and I got tickets to take him to go see the Lumineers in concert. Okay. So we this did seems, those two things. Yes. This seems accurate yeah. based on what I know of you, the yeah. two of you. <laughs> so, so we went and saw the Lumineers and then we went to, um, to see Alvin Ailey. And then the following week we were supposed to go see, um, uh, American Ballet Theater at mm. the Auditorium Theater. And, mm -hmm. you know, Misty Copeland, the first African-American <sighs> ballerina. Like, yes. I was so looking forward to seeing that. And then everything shut down. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I know. She's magnificent. Yeah. The pictures of her in her point shoes and her tutu going around to the, the little girls who, who are just looking at her with these eyes that are just aglow, just yeah. stunning. Yeah, I, it would have been, I'm sure, an amazing experience, but, you know. <laughs> but we did get to take, this last Christmas, we got to take Eloise to go see the Nutcracker. With the Joffrey Ooh, ballet. The Joffrey? Mm-hmm. It's very that, nice. It's a, oh, she was so excited. And she yeah. was so sure she, that she, she's like, I'm going to, I want to go on stage. I'm gonna, when do I get to go down there? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah. 
So she's got the performer bug. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's always dancing around and singing and everything, which it's very much like I was as a child. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there is quite a bit of joy, even in the midst of all of this. There is. I mean, I think poor Brian is just, he's exhausted. <laughs> and, I, you know, I get home from work and, and he's, he's been with her all day and he's spent and I'm spent from work and I'm like, can I get, like, can I just take a shower by myself? <laughs> Is that, and, he, and he's like, no. Oh, there were some days when I would, you know, go into the bathroom to take a shower and Ellie's in there and Brian's in there and he's telling me, you know, cause I'm the first grown up he's talked to all day. And, and all you want is five minutes to yourself. Right. To I'm not like, talk to any grown ups at all. Exactly. I'm like, I just want to decompress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Before the next round of insanity begins. So you were talking about, <laughs> you were talking about taking a shower by yourself <laughs> and how that was, how that would be like, just, please a glorious moment of just being by myself so i'm gonna ask if you could have one day all to yourself (laughs) to do anything you wanted and you could choose to be with people or not to be with people and i will say right now that all almost all the parents i know right now are like i would really like not to be around my children for a minute. (laughs) Even the ones, you know, all the people I know just love, love them to death and are amazing parents. Uh, But they're all like, I need a moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like when, right. When I get home from work, she hasn't seen me all day. So it's mommy, mommy. She's like a Klingon, you know, Mm -hmm. she's on me as soon as I get home and, you know, she climbs all over me and she hugs me and she kisses me and it's wonderful and also painful. (laughs) So if you had a day all to yourself, would it be, uh, and you can plan any day you wanted, would it be all, it would be an Alvin Ailey performance and uh, a massage and... The massage is good. Yeah, an Alvin Ailey performance. Yeah, I think, you know what would be really nice is, you know, I started reading... Um, a book. I haven't finished a book <laughs> since Eloise's born was born. Are you serious? I'm serious. And and I can't lay it all on like having a kid. You know, part of it is my own. You know, I could put my my damn phone down <laughs> and pick up a book. But the problem is, there's constant interruption. So it's right. just kind of like I'd rather be interrupted with some stupid article or program I'm watching on my phone than when I'm, cause I like to sit down and read a book. <laughs> uh huh. And that's impossible right now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So then I'm going to design a day where I send you to a spa <laughs> <laughs> and everyone around you is just very quiet and they yeah. come in and bring you, what do you want? Do you want mimosas? Do you want, I don't yeah, know. What's your drink? What's your drink of choice? You're like my drink of choice usually is a, a gin and tonic. Okay, have people bringing you gin and tonics throughout the day, like at a steady pace, so it's just nice, even. Yeah, <laughs> and just park you on something really comfortable with a book. That would be perfect. I'm curious. 
what is the book that you started and haven't finished? Um, the Michelle Obama book, which I can't even oh. remember the title of it now. I think I'm at chapter five, and I think I've been at chapter five since, um, I don't know, last year. <laughs> Becoming. Becoming, yes. Yes. <laughs> I think oh. I even remember posting on Facebook, hey, I'm reading this book because I was, we were in Door County and I, we had a nice uh, Airbnb that was right on the water and I had this book and I remember posting a picture, hey, I'm reading this book and I'm so excited to, to read this book and I, yeah, about five minutes after that, I think Eloise came and <laughs> stopped that. <laughs> no, mommy. Did she call you mommy? or mama no mama yeah mm. well because she's all you know mama you want to play with me hey mama you want to do this hey mama you want to do this <laughs> and you're like oh god they're only young for like a hot second exactly. so yes <laughs> and also no <laughs> again we talk about complexities oh there yeah it is yeah oh that's lovely we talk a lot about your family and um, both the one that, that you and uh, you, the you, Brian, Eloise and, and the boys and also the, the, like the family of the, the Von Trapp family that you were born into. For a lot of people, family has, family has a lot of meaning and for others it doesn't. And I was just wondering, I, I think you are somebody for whom family is really important and like the concept of family. This is my family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you Definitely say that's accurate? True. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think family's always been, you know, pretty important to me. We've spent, growing up, we spent a lot of time with my mom's side of the family. Um, they were, you know, they're close. That She grew up in Wisconsin and, you know, almost everybody stayed in that area. So, um there are always lots of reunions and lots of, you know, we always got together for confirmations and baptisms and weddings and, you know, my mom's immediate family, we were always together um, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And just always been very, very close in that way. That sounds like a, a community almost like as you, as you were talking about it, I was thinking about that's, that's yes, that's a family in terms of, you know, these are people related to one another but it's also a community of people who are choosing to do this and to choosing to get together and choosing to support one another yeah i don't know i don't know what i'm saying yeah I, well, no but i yeah, think my family my family's so small and <laughs> we there are like four of us and we are you know very supportive of each other and and gather and whatnot but that that sense of there being a loving, supportive community of people. Yeah, that's very true. In, in contrast, there was, you know, my mom would always talk about her family and there was a lot of, um, you know, we were always together with her family. Whereas on my dad's side, it wasn't as pronounced. Mm -hmm. We would see certain people every now and then but not 
you know, there were a few, they, we started, when I was in middle school, I think I remember going to a couple family reunions down there and trying to connect more with that side of the family. There was an uncle who lived kind of close, so we would, we were closer with his, him and his family. Um, but they're just, it, it's, it wasn't the same as with mm-hmm. my aunt's family, you know. I do. I, there are, again, that, when I kept coming back to this, this phrase, or this thought of community, there are families who are uh, related by blood and kind of a sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is, this is my uncle. I probably should see them. And, right. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying exactly, but... And then they're the ones who just joyfully get together and like, yes, it's all of us. Right. Hey, we're here. Well, it's funny because the, the guest clan. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my, my, um, one of my cousins on my dad's side and I, we've talked a lot about, oh, we should get a, we should get everybody together. We should do this. And we've talked about it, you know, and it's just kind of getting everybody to do it is a lot harder because everybody's farther apart on your father's side on my dad's side yeah that's part of it yeah Texas and California and Nebraska and you know so you know far flung Mm -hmm. um and what's funny is actually there there's a few things I think that have happened during this pandemic that have been kind of like those those like happy kismet kind of things um like my cousin said, all right, you know what, we're going to do, would you guys want to do a, a Zoom meeting? So we kind of started, we've done two, you know, with, with my cousins on, on that side. So, and that's nice because I feel closer to them now than I have before <laughs> in a lot of ways. Although Eloise has also over, early on especially, had kind of taken over my iPad and was, was, um, was FaceTiming everyone did you did you know she was doing this <laughs> uh no because i i got <laughs> i got a text message from Abin, my brother one day while i was at work and he's like uh who's in control of your ipad because the, I, eloise has tried to facetime me like three times and i'm at work i'm like i'm so sorry i will <laughs> i will let brian know you know but she would have these she would FaceTime my cousin in, in Nebraska. Well, she's in Iowa now, you know, and have these great conversations with her. She, and she'll ask me, Oh, can we talk to your, your friend, your cousin? (laughs) You know? Yeah. For a long time, she was, she was all about talking to people on FaceTime. I want to talk to Nana. Now I want to talk to grandma and I want to talk, I want to talk to Simone and (laughs) Simone is her cousin. Yes. Yeah. Who she loves. She sounds like quite a force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she is very joyful and very dramatic. <laughs> and very willful. Mm-hmm. We were over visiting my mother um, a few weeks ago, and my brother and his family were there. And Eloise had gone upstairs and gotten something and brought it downstairs that, you know, it was my mom's. It was from the bedroom upstairs. And, and 
Kathy, my sister-in-law, was like, well, you need to take that back upstairs. And then, you know, I'm voicing, yes, you do, Eloise. You need No, you do it. And, you know, it was this confrontational thing. And, and Kathy is so patient. So there are some things that I just kind of am like, okay, I give up. <laughs> and Kathy was like, nope, we're, we're, I'm going to take you up there and you're going to put it back. And, and she did. But my mom remarked afterwards, she was saying that she, she looks at, at me and at Eloise and she sees these, this string of heredity. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, I see Eloise in you, and I see you in your father, and, you know, you know, willful people. And then he, you know, then she looks at, at my brother, who, you know, is the most even-keeled, calm personality. Um, I think I've only seen him flustered once. Yeah. I can't even recall what it was about, but I think there was once, and it lasted about 15 seconds. Yeah. It, you know, and it's funny, Brian ha has dubbed them the, uh, the Prozac couple because they're so calm, Kathy and Abin. And, um, <laughs> and their kids are so calm. And, <laughs> and you look at my kid and she's so not calm. <laughs> no. And, <laughs> she is dancing and running down the aisles. And <laughs> yeah, it's delightful. It, it, it gives great delight to my heart. It, she yeah. is a force. But, you know, and then my mom looks at, at, at my brother and she's like, and I look at him and she sees her father, who was mm -hmm. a gentle, even-keeled man, who I didn't know, but that's her, you know, explanation of, of seeing what she sees in him. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So I think this brings us really neatly and tidily to the picture you sent. This is a picture. It looks like it's... Uh, a small group of people making s'mores, maybe in a backyard. Mm -hmm. And there's a fire pit, and they're in the background. And in the foreground is a little girl with long, light brown hair and bangs. And she's in a black sweatshirt, and there are gold, like gold lame unicorns. So that Lene? I think so, yeah. Gold Lene unicorns on her shirt. And she is holding up to both of her eyeballs these big marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the marshmallows are her eyeballs. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is that the look on her face is really serious. Almost like, like, like deadpan. Like really calm, but with these marshmallows. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me about this i think i'm trying to remember the timeline of this because i think it was right after it, it had just kind of started to, we started to get some warm nights they were still it was still a little cool so we decided to do s'mores mm -hmm. and <laughs> she was having the greatest time you know it was just she loves to have fires and she wanted to have a bonfire so we went out and we did the bonfire with the marshmallows and it's just you know to me it was just kind of a night of pure joy you know mm -hmm. she's the thing about her is she she loves these things. like she loves marshmallows but she doesn't like sticky oh, okay and at the time she she was calling them mushrooms 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ellie. Do you remember this again? Okay. Uh -uh. And hey. oh, I thought I heard some panting. Yes. Well, that was her. <laughs> I thought I thought it was her panting. <laughs> but yes, also Cubby. Okay. Can you and Cubby? If you can sit quietly, you can stay. But I'm gonna send Cubby out because I don't want him jumping on the bed. Sorry. This no, is, this is this is this delightful, is and I will probably leave it in because it was too good. <laughs> so for those of you listening, what just happened? <laughs> while Elise is throwing her dog out, is that uh, the, the same young woman that we were talking about burst into the room, boo, giggling, and then she jumped on the bed, and then this uh, adorable dog also followed her and jumped on the bed. <laughs> yes. And it was just really cute and per per perfectly timed. No, you were at the park today and played in the sand, and you're getting sand all over my bed now. There's no chance. There's no chance. Mm-hmm. Likely story. <gasps> yes. There she is. So, show yeah. Her, show her that I'm napping. Show her that I'm napping. Oh, what a good napper. Oh, she's so asleep. <laughs> yes, while she watches Daddy's phone. What is that? Is that My Little Pony? Did I see My Little Pony? I don't, I'm not sure what it is she's watching. I like it. Yeah, I know you like it. You like everything. I can I just see? <laughs> little angel. It's a little oh I it's this is like baby bus or something. It's little um I think it's like little nursery songs with the words oh, at the bottom. Yeah. She's not I don't know if she's gonna be able to see that. Oh, I can see it. Here you have some real ice cream. All right. <laughs> 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 Eloise? Yeah. Eloise, listen. Do you have a favorite song? I do. I, I really got... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. What are, what's the song that, sh you, that you always like to sing at bedtime? When we sing songs, what songs do you sing? Well, sometimes I really wake round and round on but then I wake baby mine. Round and round on the bus? Is that the wheels on the bus? Yes. Wheels on the wheels bus. Wheels on so. the bus go round and round, yep. round and round. <laughs> and did you hear her second one? I heard baby mine. Yeah. Oh, cutie. Oh. This one's going to be good. I want to thank Elise for taking the time to talk with me. It's been a long time since I had the opportunity, and I'm so grateful to hear her voice and also for her willingness to share her thoughts on family. It made me miss my own tremendously, and I can't wait to see them in a couple weeks. I highly encourage you to take a peek at Daniel Tiger's neighborhood if you have a chance. It's adorable. And also, Give a listen to the real version of the Count's Lullaby, not the one I sang. It's incredibly sweet, and you can find it on YouTube. As always, thank you for listening, and if you like what you hear, find us on iTunes and subscribe. Search for The Beautiful and True Project. 
And if you really like what you hear, why don't you give us five stars? It only takes a moment and it helps us so much. And if you really, really like what you hear, please tell a friend about us. I hope that listening inspires you to focus on the beautiful and true in your own life. We'll talk again next Sunday. Have a great week.